0: Okay. All right. So let's get into this word uh, signs of the time. We got into this uh, last week. Uh, we talked about a few things. I'm not going to get into everything from last week. Whole thing about signs of the time, when people teach it, how people teach it, why people teach it, uh, it varies in our lives and, and in the body of Christ. You no, know, saints of old, uh, their method of, of uh, <laughs> of affecting our lives sometime was uh to scare you into christ uh, um you know that's that fire and brimstone message uh but we want to free you into christ uh and and that freeing is releasing us from the bondage that uh that that keeps us sitting around just waiting on destruction like there's something in our dna uh not in our dna but uh when you were born into this world of sin where we're tempted to only live life protecting ourselves from something bad or, or, or crazy happening or prepare for worst case scenarios. Um, you know, I know in some professions, they train you, prepare for the worst. I get that security, SWAT, things of that nature, but you know, um, our the scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, to walk by faith and not by sight. All right, so 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 here, again, we're not trying to uh, frighten you uh, into Christ, but we are trying to free you into Christ, and that's to release you, uh, release all of us from the blindness that keeps us uh, waiting on destruction. This is uh, talking to Pastor Den out there in Columbus, Ohio, Emerging Ministries. Uh, uh, we was having a conversation yesterday, and he was saying we should uh, – hold on to that blessed hope as the scripture says as a so that there's a there's a, a powerful expectation that we should be operating and hopefully today we'll clear up some things uh, again I know everybody's itching for uh, the millennial reign and the, the, the great uh, 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 the great tribulation uh, uh, you know the, those that are going to receive the seal and the it's gonna, st- gonna, gonna stand at the throne, and, w- and we're gonna get into all that. But the thing is, knowing what's gonna happen, and not really preparing yourselves to be be looking from the right seats. So look at this. It's like it's similar to uh, you know, as I've grew up in life. There's there was a time when I only saw uh, basketball games and things like that from the TV, and uh, the interesting it, interesting thing about that, I had such a uh, I didn't have a clear picture. And I'm not talking about uh, signal. I'm talking about how I really viewed it. So I, I just thought everybody on the TV was perfect. You know, coming up, you know, he's watching the Knicks and, you know, Clive Frazier in them and Willis Reed and uh, uh, Bill Bradley. Uh, might be a cousin, I'm not sure. <laughs> Down the road, uh, you know. And, you know, I just thought everybody, I said, play basketball, you got to be perfect. So as I was coming up, I was trying to be perfect, and then I, I went from a, 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 a layered view, so not, not uh, it wasn't even virtual. It was layered upon, layered upon, layered upon, layered upon, layered, and then, so now I have this, 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 this point of view, but there's so many things that, that I'm missing. So, so when, I, when I played in college, the Knicks practiced after us. Well, now I'm looking at them live and up front. And some of the things that they, uh, uh, Huey Brown uh, was coaching them back then, and some of the things that he was showing them, I was like, well, I do that. I do that. So, I, so, my perception of what it took to be at that level was way beyond what it took. Now, how does that fit into what we're talking about today? sometimes when we just stay on the outskirts and layers and layers and layers and we don't get close enough to get the details and get the clarity sometimes we have a a, a skewed perception a clouded view because you have so many different things interrupting the your your sight or your ability to have your lenses see clearly to what god wants you to process and so that's why you know we we try to rightly divide the word or really get in the word so we can see clearly. And I, I remember this too. It's one thing to watch a game from TV and, and you do enjoy it, but it's another thing to be live. And so what God wants us to, to he wants to uh, uh, draw us into his presence so now that we're, we're live and we're not just viewing things from a distance or on a screen that can potentially be manipulated, okay? So with that in mind, let's go to Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. And excuse if you, you, know, sometimes wireless with so many people being on the airwaves has interruptions from time to time. So, you may see me repeat something, just so we make sure. Even our um, what we record is accurate. All right, so so Mark chapter thirteen. We'll start here with verse twenty-five. Mark thirteen twenty-five. Uh, I guess I should have gave you the scripture before I got there. Mark thirteen twenty-five. Hi, right, so it reads this. It says, "And the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken." Right, mm-hmm. and it says, "And then they, and and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with with great power and glory." It says, "And then shall He send His angels." And shall gather together his key word here, his elect from the four winds, from the uttermost part of the earth and the uttermost part of heaven. He shall gather what his elect, right from where all over. But look here, it says something here that's important: from the uttermost part of he- of the earth into the uttermost part of heaven. So he's saying in these in this last times when 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 he's making this move, he's gonna gather his elect. So there's, and we'll talk about this, uh, hopefully we'll get to it today, if not, we'll get to when we get to Revelations when it talks about God's elect and those. uh, But but it says he's gonna gather his elect, but it, it didn't just say earth. It said heaven and earth. See, remember in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. We've talked about that here at the church before, Genesis 1.1, Genesis 2.1. And God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them. Because his original plan was for us, for us to enjoy the things of heaven on earth. You know, the Lord's Prayer on earth as it is in heaven. And so here he's saying, even in that time, we live such a divided life where we, we, we sometimes we only look at things in the natural and don't realize there's a heaven in heaven earthly operation. Remember even Jacob, he saw the, he saw the angels ascending and descending. Uh, you, know, you always hear Jacob's ladder coming from uh, the in and out from heaven and earth. So, so there's an operation here going on in our natural realm, but there's also an operation going on in our spirit realm. And even in, in, in the last days, he's going to gather together his elect, right? Let's just keep going here. That's uh, let me see. Verse 30 says, verily I say unto you that this generation shall not pass to all these things be done. All these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Right? It says, but of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the sun but the father, take heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. Watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. Right, so, so, so here, okay, we don't, it's saying this time will come. and We talked about last week, time, times, um, and we talked about there, there's, these are signs of the times we talk about you know, different uh, years and ages and things of that nature. But we also said there is a time. There's a time appointed. You know, it says we are the tutors and go- governors to the appointed time of the Father. Right? There's a time appointed. Uh, to everything there's a season. So everything is subject to change. Seasons change. But there's a time to every purpose. Right? So this is saying that we don't know the time. But it said something. It said we should be watching and praying, though. We should be attentive, alert. Ephesians 5.15, walking circumspectly. Ephesians 5.16, redeeming the time, maximizing each moment that we have. It says, because we don't know when the time is. And uh, I've shared this story before. When I worked in corrections, you know, when you worked, you know, uh, a lot of the gentlemen were, uh, you know, they operated on a level of clandestine or trickery. Uh, uh, you know, they, they would, uh, they were slick, right? So I had to use wisdom because otherwise, man, I'd be going crazy in there trying to catch everybody doing stuff. So I set it up where I was, uh, uh, I did pop-ups. So you never know when Mr. Bradley was coming. Some of y'all out there, that, you know, you're out there handling business now, but you remember when he was locked up all right, so I would do pop-ups. So you never knew when Mr. Bradley was showing up. So I figured I'm there to work. I'm gonna work all day. I'm not gonna be lazy, but I'll just be popping up, boom. And so, so after a while, I didn't have to worry about monitoring them because they were like, well, you never know when he's coming, so we gotta be ready on guard when he's on shift. Well, I think God is saying the same thing. You never know when I'm coming, so you need to be on guard and be in faith, right? So just keep that in mind. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time with that because we got some other nuggets we got to hit here today. All right, so we talked about this passage last week, but let's just go back over there for our conversation today. Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Again, we're talking about signs of the time. You know, God showed me years ago that there's signs everywhere. But are we attentive enough to pay attention to his past? I'm not talking about conspiracy. I'm talking about attentive enough to pay attention to his flow and his path. All right, so Matthew 24 and we'll do here 24, 42. Matthew 24, 42. Here it is again. It says watch, that that word watch is be alert. It says, watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. It says, but know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and he would not have suffered his house to be broken up. It says, therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man comes, right? It says, who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Due season, that's that's a specific time. It says, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Now, we're going to revisit that later, so write that down. Shall find so doing shall find so doing. When he comes, he shall find him doing what he asked him to do. <laughs> Just because he asked him to do it. Uh, that, that's a little hint for a friend of mine. Right, it says, verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his, keyword, goods. Right? It says, but and but if that evil servant shall say in his heart. Now, now this is labeled as an evil servant. My Lord delayeth His coming, and it says He shall begin to smite His fellow servants, for His fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. Like so, he'll get lackadaisical and casual, uh, not intentional, as we talked about, right? It says so. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when He looketh not. It says, look, for him, uh, the Lord, okay, I'm sorry. Something happened with the sound. Apology. Uh, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, we know. Weeping and gnashing of teeth is what. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the same thing the scripture talks about uh, when it starts talking about um, hell. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now we're gonna revisit that too. So underline that, circle that, highlight that. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. So think about weeping, well, crying. Of course, of course, is weeping. That's pretty. Gnashing of teeth is so much pain. It's so excruciating, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So, so that's the best example I can give you right now. <laughs> All right. So Second Timothy three. Let's go to Second Timothy three. I'm gonna run through some foundational scriptures here, and then we'll pick up our momentum and get rolling. And again, we're talking about signs at a time. So Second Timothy three. I don't, we're not going to read all this, but we'll start here, verse 1. It says, it says this know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. So, so these th- things are going to happen in these times. It says, for men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, uh, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. See, it didn't say you shouldn't have pleasures in your life. It says you love more than God, right? And then it says having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, you know, from such turn away. We talked about that last week. So, 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 so this is just giving you an indication that in the last days and these times uh, that are happening, and again, a day is like a thousand years to God, you're gonna see some of these things. Um, hey, but it's showing you something. See, each of these levels of what's going on is revealing to you uh, almost like a, a sign is almost like a, a, a confirmation, but it also could be a warning, right? So, so you think about uh <laughs> so I, I always give the example when I first started playing uh basketball and when I eventually got to a place where i got i you know uh I was told I was a pretty decent player and but I remember there's a period you know when you're working as hard as I was working where you, you get pretty good but i I thought I needed another edge so i so I studied uh, uh one of the the, the famous boxers who, who was called the greatest and I read an article where he said he talked trash to, uh, to build his confidence. So I spent the whole year talking trash. I was just talking all types of trash. I'm not going to get into the specifics. Some people probably remember. And, but I kept getting, snapping my ankle. Now I snapped it one time, snapped it two times, snapped it three times, snapped it four times, snapped it five times. It was just it was consistent. And we're not talking about over a lifetime. We're talking about all this is within months and uh and I was get get to a peak snap my ankle get to a peak snap my ankle now I if if I was an idiot which I was the first four or five times I did it I didn't see it as a sign it was a sign warning me I was being too boastful and I needed to be humble after maybe Took, took me a while, I don't know how long it takes you to see the signs, but it probably took me like 20 or so times before I realized, wait a minute, I think God's trying to tell me something. <laughs> you know, I probably would have picked up the signal a lot better if I was spending time with God, which I wasn't back then. BC days before Christ, yeah, drop your rocks before Christ, right? So, so I think these signs are not just like to scare you, but it is to, to awaken you, right? It is to waken you. So, so we're going to talk about spiritual behavior modification here uh, a little later. But let's go to First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Your behavior modification, that was my profession before I got into ministry. All right, so let's go uh, First Thessalonians 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to start at verse 2. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 2. I was giving you time to get there. So uh, it says, "For yourselves know perfectly that the day that the day of the Lord so cometh, look as a thief in the night." Everything's saying is like you. It's set up where you have to be ready, watching and praying. It says, "For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them." So it's like they're saying, to oh, so are we good?" It says, "As." Tr- As travail upon a woman with a child, they shall not escape. You know, when it's time for the birth of that child, like, everybody's not always ready for that. It says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. So what it's saying is, you don't know the time, but whenever the time is, you're going to be ready. We just read, Be ye also ready. Watch and pray. Like it says, he shall find you so doing. So this is saying it shouldn't take you, it shouldn't be like, ah, but but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. It shouldn't be like that. Because you should be locked in. You don't know the exact time, but you'll be recognizing it's 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 near, but it's near, right? You'll be saying to yourself, Ah, since things are getting closer and closer. I'm not talking about from the standpoint I just want to check out of my responsibilities. so I'm trying to rush the last times. I'm talking about you recognize God's timing because you're spending time with Him, right? So, where do we end up? Uh, let's see. Shouldn't come to you as a thief. Verse five. It says, uh, "Ye are all the children of the light, and the children, and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as other, as do others." but let us watch and be sober. And that, it says let us not sleep. It said, it's talking about just being slow for lazy, right? It's for, it says for they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. You notice it paralleled the two. And see, from the standpoint, this is, we were talking about, I was talking with somebody this week about this. We play off of these vices from the standpoint, are we killing anybody? Well, I hope you're not. I pray that you're not. You know, every time you drink a bottle of Jack, you're taking a bottle and hitting somebody over the head with it. I, I don't think that's the, the goal. The goal is, as I was talking to a young man, uh, gave me a random call um, uh, from talking to another friend of mine in another city, and the, and what what triggered his mind was the young man told him, hey, one of the things I learned from Pastor Keith is, a, a, is fight to see. Um And this is the thing, all these vices cloud us from the ability to see, the ability to be as alert. You know, look, look, I think angels is trying to pull people over on the road of life and taking them through spiritual sobriety tests. Hey, 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 pull over, pull over, pull over. Sir, sir, have you been drinking of the world? Nah, nah, officer, nah, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, Step out the car for a minute, sir. Just step out the car. Come over here. All right. Yeah, I just need you to walk this uh, this line right here. Did that line right there? Yeah, yeah. You see the narrow way? I need you to walk the narrow way. Now, I just want to make sure. If you can walk that narrow way, then I know you ain't been out here, you know, intoxicating yourself with the things of the world. I know you ain't been conforming. I know you've been transforming. Now go on and walk down that narrow way and see what you're doing. But if you're falling over to the left and the right and, and you're all over in the Broadway, right? right you're going to get a spiritual citation, right? And, 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 and this is the thing. Not being in, uh, 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 intoxicated, you might miss something. <laughs> you, you might miss when it is the time. It may come to you as a thief, right? You can be making those statements. That came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. (laughs) It was right on your heels. All right, so I read that. uh, Oh, I got to keep reading here. Hold on. So I read that. Verse eight. It says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet and the hope of salvation. Look at this. Verse nine everybody be trying to scare you out here look at this this says, for god has not appointed to uh, appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our lord jesus christ did you see that god hasn't appointed to us wrath now wrath is a punishment or it's a uh wrote a no that's uh, remember weeping and gnashing the teeth that would be <laughs> that would be a little wrath right Right, we already read that. Now, there's, remember we talked about the spiritual uh, uh, behavior modification. So, as I worked in corrections, you know, I, I trained behavior modification, but a part of behavior modification is, you know, uh, so let's say I tell a young man, it's loud, and I say, hey, hey, I need y'all to be quiet. And, you know, they get loud, hey, fellas, fellas, I need y'all to be quiet. And they get loud, hey, man, did I say be quiet? Yeah, I was a little more stern to the point. Now, now in New York, these BC days I cursed. You know, so I, just, I just kept going to different levels. So I remember one day the kids was like, man, why are you breaking us down like that? Like, why are you cussing us out? I said, whoa, 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 let's slow it down a second. I asked you to be quiet, very nicely. I asked you again to be quiet very nicely. I elevated my voice. I said, but I noticed when I snapped on you, not, not using the right words, uh, you did what I asked you to do. I said, It's on you. It's on you. If, 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 if it's my first response is, is your first response to me saying, Hey, I need you guys to sit down, is to sit down. I don't need to take it to another level. Now, you might say, Oh, we don't really hear all that elementary stuff, but I think God operates the same way, though. I think God gives us His Word. For correction, reproof, instruction, right? The, the inspiration of the right. Second Corinthians was the, the three sixteen, right? So he gives us his inspired word, and this is the script. <laughs> it's real simple. But let's say you decide you don't want to do that. Okay, so then there's something else that he allows to happen to hopefully direct you into the word. See, that's what correction is. It, the, the scripture says. Is for doctrine, reproof, and correction. Second Timothy three sixteen. But but if, if if you're typing something and your computer corrects you, you don't break the computer, do you? It's trying to to give you what's going to harmonize you with what you're trying to express. Well well God's correction is trying to give you what it's going to take to harmonize you with His will for your life. Hey hey, it might be. Let you know, oh, oh, no, no no, 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 we've been a gnashing the teeth down there, bruh. you might want to get back on this narrow road, right so 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 this is the thing, so you have there is chastisement, but I learned you know uh, you know, I had a family member ask me one time, okay, so I just have this baby, so let me ask you something like so 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 what do I do like they're so precious uh, i I don't think I should spank him. I said, well, the Bible says beat the child and they shall not die. And, and, and well, I learned this doing, I've shared this story before too. I, I learned this when I, I always had to be trained with CPR. And so when we were doing the child CPR, we had a little baby. And they, you know, the baby supposedly had something enlarged in their throat. And you had to thrust on their back. So the day I was doing it, you know, I had the baby you know, I just used the, the the microphone and I. And the lady I was doing, it, she said, uh, "Uh, young man, what are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm, I'm I'm doing thrust." She says, "You ain't getting nothing dislodged out of that baby doing that." She says, "You gotta put, you gotta thrust like you're trying to get something dislodged." I said, "Well, I didn't want to break the baby. I know it was a toy baby, but I didn't want to break the. I just felt like it's a baby. Like you can't." He said, "The baby gonna, She said, "The baby's gonna be fine. If they don't die." <laughs> And so, it's so, so, what I was sharing with my family member is, I said, "Listen, I said, suppose the devil is in, lo- is, is, is lodged inside your child. Hey, hey, baby, hey, it's, it's gonna be okay. No, 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 no. Some pain needs to be involved. Uh, I was just talking to one of my family members about this uh, uh, this week. <laughs> so you probably go, well, you see this. Uh, we just had this conversation." And 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 you agreed, but so this 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 young man when he was young, we driving down the highway. He opens the car door on the highway as a little kid, and so the response he got was, uh, uh, "Hey, don't do that no more." My reaction was, "No, no, no. We need to add some pain to that." So he understands the c- opening the car door on the highway is different than spilling cookies, right? <laughs> Right, but I think in our life, some of our choices have different levels. So if this is really an excruciating time of life, God could be sending special signs in this time to make sure we don't miss the boat. All right, I just want y'all to just, just meditate on that for a second as we keep on reading. So, so that's why you have, you have wrath. Uh, you know, we turn everything in the raft, but ain't nobody weeping and gnashing the teeth. Um, and, we, and we go through, uh, hopefully, uh, what well, I'm planning for, for next week, we're going to walk through some, um, some revelations. And you'll see the progression. Like, like we, listen, I know, I know everybody quarantining at home. I guarantee you when we read revelations, you'll take being quarantined at home over what's going to happen in revelations all day. Some of the different levels of what hap- was was happening, like you you'll take it all day, like what, man, you know as the people now, man, it's it's crazy out here. Yes, I'm not saying it's it's it's, it's wonderful. We start reading through, cause 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 uh, the what's the title? Of the, the title of next week is uh, seeing beyond these times, something like that. You know, lost my place in my notes trying to find out what we are gonna talk about next week, but. So, seeing, so when we talk about that, you'll see, hey, no, no, hey, I guarantee you, some of you will be, hey, quarantine me. <laughs> it's cool, I just stay at the crib, no problem. Hey, 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 I'll just be bored. Because there's a whole lot different than weeping and the teeth or wrath. Correction is uncomfortable because who wants to be corrected? Who wants to know that they're not doing something uh, right or to a certain level of, of satisfaction? Or, or, or have missteps. Who wants to do that? No one. But correction is a great thing. It's a great thing when you embrace it. And so the scripture tells us, see, God's been doing this for a while. Deuteronomy 30, it says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. So now think about this as we start going through all these different things happening. It's been on us the whole time. If God says, hey, I set before you life and death, blessings and cursings, then he tells us choose life, and we choose life. Why would he allow anything else? There's no, there's, there's nothing left to try to uh, awaken us. As I was been growing with my son, you know, I'm, you know, man, man, he's, he's, uh, he's a phenomenal young man he is. Uh, but as we've been growing, it's, it's been a process. It's been a process to uh for me to serve him right and for him to receive that service without man man dad just leave me alone you know <laughs> so, you know dads could be a stretch for his sons uh, especially Keith Bradley as a dad uh but uh I remember like uh as he was coming up he was handling his business but then you know he he got uh he got enticed with the things of the world and so now I'm trying to figure out you know because he's older like you can't give him a spanking. You can't, look, you can't beat the child and he shall not die, at least not with a belt, you know, not at that age. And I was like, well, Lord, you got to give me some wisdom to affect him. So I kept trying to uh, ramp up the corrections or the, the consequences for his action. Or shut this down, you can't do this, or shut this down, or get physical with him. Just trying to, I mean, one time I got so physical with him, I was like, well, I can't do that no more because I, I might literally break him. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm talking about physically. And I was like, so, so I was like, okay, I, you know, I'm gonna have to intercede at a whole nother level because I done ran out of things that I could possibly with my own might do To have an effect, you know, so I needed some assistance from the Holy Spirit. But I think God, God's trying to, uh, uh, what is it? One of the movies uh, is Color Purple. This is God's trying to tell you something, right? God's trying to tell you something. God's trying to tell us something. What are are we listening? Are we picking it up? So this is the thing. God's behavior modification is no different than uh, the be- behavior modification we need in life—it's not without consequence. See, see, the thing is, w- but God loves me. Yeah, God loves you. He's gonna do his best for you. So, He'll forgive you from for from robbing that bank. He, you're forgiven. But guess what? You are going to jail. <laughs> you forgiven. But guess what? You going to jail. Yeah, like like you you. You're not condemned, but you're going to deal with the consequences, right? And that's the thing. See, see but, I, but I'm telling you this whole signs of the time thing, these different levels and it seems like there's tsunamis and stuff like that. it's customized to how we respond to God asking us to come back to obedience. See, see it's, it's, it's the result of our disobedience, noncompliance, um, or, or, or how we deal with not getting our way. You know, do, do we change? You know, you take the, take the phone from a child and it's like, okay, listen, I want my phone back. I'm going to change. Or do they go, oh, I just find somebody else's phone. I'm still going to keep doing what I was doing. But you wasn't taking that phone for them to come up with another plan. You was taking that phone to exact change, agent of change. So, so what's going on in our time is trying to facilitate some change in our life. You know, and, and, and I'm going tell you this. Look at, our, uh, look at everybody's life. Even in this time, it's not affecting everybody the same way. Scripture says the measure you meet will be measured back to you. That's not me putting nobody down. And that's what people do. They'll go, oh, so what you trying to say? I don't have to say anything. You're, hey, 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 hey. Your seed you sow and the harvest you reap is, is speaking all by itself. Your harvest is talking for you. Your fruit is talking for you. So nobody has to say nothing. They're just, hey. They're actually pointing out what's what's obvious to everybody, except you, I guess. You see what I'm saying? So it's the measure you meet. Uh, hey, God, whatsoever man soweth, that he shall reap. I know this is not the heart message for Sunday. It's from Sunday, but 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 this is what's going on in our time. Now now, now think of all this. Process through this. Uh, don't get nervous, but we gotta we gotta get an understanding of what this whole thing is about. Let's go to Second Peter three. Second Peter three. This is uh, amazing it ties into wh- what I just finished talking about yeah, because we have a we have a way of playing the blame game or the excuse game you know I know when I play it, it was excuses are the tools of the weak and incompetent which build monuments of nothingness and those who specialize in them are seldom capable of accomplishing anything else this is we have that every- we made an excuse, <laughs> tried to get around embracing the accountability and responsibility for a situation, and I think we need to do that in our walk with God. Second Peter three, and we're going to start here, verse three. I think we read a little bit of this last week, but verse three it says, "Knowing this first, that there, there shall come, uh, it, oh, sorry. knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts." Man, I don't believe in all that in times, this, that, and the other, man. I don't even believe. There ain't no hell, this, that. You know, this is walking after their own, walking after their own, walking after their own lust. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? I don't see him. He ain't here. You know, for since the fathers fell asleep, all these things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. This, this is there in their own mind. But this will for this, they willingly are, willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water in the water, whereby the world that that then was being overflowed with water perished. So this is basically talking about the earth being flooded with water. This is but the heavens and the earth, the heavens and the earth which are now, by the same word, are kept in store. God uh, protected, the worlds were framed by the word of God, Hebrews 11.3. That word kept heaven and earth from being totally destroyed. But look, it says it was kept in store for a reason. It says reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of, key word, ungodly men. Of ungod, so it's saying that okay, there was a flood. Again, it was a, it was it was an effect. Okay, let's reset. I'll, let's give him a reset because God could have said, well, this probably wasn't a good idea. Not a good project here. We don't need man. No, no, no. Let's. Hey, hey we need to take the earth to the laundromat. <laughs> Wash it up. <laughs> Clean it up. Reset this thing. Let's reset this thing. So he reset everything, and but recognizing, look at the momentum. The momentum is all right. Still overconfident. Still compromising. Not returning to their communion with me. So I'm gonna have to create something to take care of that bridge. We know that's Christ. We'll get into that uh, later or probably on Sunday, but. it's saying reserve unto the day of judgment. I just think this is so important. It says of ungodly men. So so we live this life, you know, everybody's good, this, that, and the other. No, it, it's saying there's godly and ungodly men. It's right there in the scripture. Well, the scripture tells us, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But your delight should be in the law of the Lord. And in his law, should you meditate day and night, then shall you make your way prosperous and have good success. Right? Whatsoever you do shall prosper. However you want to slice it, Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Right? So, 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 so th- there's ungodly men. Now, the scripture tells us, when, when, maybe you said, we read this already, from such turn away. Now, now you're saying to yourself, "Well, well what's going to happen to them? They're going to get saved too if they follow you into the presence of God." So you're following them into the presence to, to weeping and gnashing of the teeth. <laughs> I go, I go, I go. Don't pick me no more. Don't pick me no more. Right? And then it says, "From such turn away." It's almost like repentance. We could say repentance is turning away. You turn away. Now you're saying to yourself, "What's going to happen to them?" Well, the hope is they follow you into the presence of God. That's what the hope is. Turning away from people that are following the wrong path doesn't destroy their life. Them not following you into a relationship with God is what destroys their life. And they have choice. I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life, Right. I said, just something to consider. It's talking about ungodliness. Remember we talked about last week, judgment begins in the house of God. Judgment begins in the house of God because some people are following that craziness. And look, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a, as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Look, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. Look, but it's long suffering. To us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All should come to to turning away from the craziness, you know, uh, coming out of darkness into the marvelous light. Right? Come, First uh, uh, Corinthians six seventeen. Come out from among them and be ye separate. So don't conform, transform. Don't. Don't follow them, lead them right is basically what the scriptures saying right so 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 just keep that in mind see but the day of the Lord right the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the knife second Peter three ten the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night in in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that therein shall be burnt up. See, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye, ye to be in all holy conversation? That means manner of li- living and godliness, looking for, looking for, wa- that's just like watching. And hasting unto the coming of the day of the until the coming (laughs) to the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Right? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, According to his promises, promises unchanging. Look for new heavens and a new earth. Now we're going to get into that when we start talking about the uh, you know the last days and millennial reign and stuff like that. But here you have it. You can just mark the scripture now. It says new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Okay, new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So it says it says so so again. God's not, he doesn't want us to perish. Uh, God hasn't designed wrath for our life, for us to experience wrath, which you'll find out, if you know, those that are raptured, those that uh, are the elect, you know, you, hey, people be getting, will have some great seats. Yeah, see, that's when you do want to be watching from, 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 from the TV. You don't want to be live. You don't want to be at that game. <laughs> like, you want to watch from, from a long way away. But you'll see God hasn't appointed this stuff from us. And then it says, even though he's going to, once again, but instead. See, see, in some cases, uh, there's things you can wash, right? Because I, I know some of y'all doing it right now. But there's some things you just got to burn. <laughs> right? Like you, it's the only way I just. So, so, so there's still a wipe in a way, but it says we're looking. See, I'm encouraged. New heavens and a new earth. Now let me tell you. Why I'm really encouraged, the last part of that scripture. It says, wherein is righteousness? What frustrates us now? Even, even if you, you, uh, in the Lord, silent in communion, walking in the blessings and favor of God, you don't want to be, live your entire life in eternity dealing with this same level of resistance and scrutiny and people, uh, hating because you're trying to walk up right and, uh got people constantly challenging you about you, and you don't, you got to pick and choose what environment you want to be in because it's crazy. Right, you know, you, you, like what floods your TV most is the negativity of the news, right? This is saying, hey, in this new heavens and new earth, it's an environmental rights. some of you uh, relocated yourselves in certain locales. You're trying to stay there. Some of you right now are probably out in a cabin somewhere. You know, or got got yourself isolated because I don't want to be. A, I ain't want to be around nobody anyway. So it just works out for me. Well, this is saying you'll be excited about interaction and hanging out and going to venues and doing different things in the new heaven and new earth because people will be uh, uh, living in the presence of God. They will only empower you, right? They'll only empower you. And it says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, right? Be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. That's how that passage ends up. Be diligent that you may be found, uh oh, of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. That's similar to, hey, when you found so doing, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith? Luke 18:8: 8. found in faith." So this is what this, this is saying. I can't emphasize enough. Um, I get it. I mean, you hear a lot of uh, teachings on grace, um, uh, So God's grace and Christ's sacrifice may have given us access uh, to things of heaven and things of that nature but only obedience will keep us there. So I said, that I'm going to repeat that God's grace may have given us access. You know, some of us, and I'm saved. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're saved. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But something in your mind tells you because you, 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 you took on Christ and you first buried yourself with Christ, like you're going to stay there. Like, 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 like your your natural man and your flesh ain't gonna try to resurrect. And everybody out there watching right now know good and well that that flesh. Uh, hey, hey, give it a sniff. I was watching a movie, uh, Spider-Man three. Just it was like this little black piece of tar turned the whole person into the venom. You know, um, I haven't seen the, uh, uh, the the whole new movie, but what I'm saying is like, 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 Skip says sin is lying, sin is lying at the door. It's waiting for an opportunity. Right, because it wants to resurrect. It's all, Paul said I die daily. Why do you have to die daily? If he was already died in Christ, you know, the dead in Christ, he was already submerged in Christ. You know, uh, he said in Galatians, he says, you know, um, I'm crucified with Christ. Uh, uh, Nevertheless, I live. It's not I, it's Christ that lives in me. Well, why do you have to die daily then? He had to die daily because he says, "I, I buffet my body. I keep my body under because it's always trying to resurrect. And so, yes, grace got us in, but obedience keeps us in, all right? So don't be fooled. You must be found in him. Don't be fooled. You must be found in faith. Luke eighteen eight. eight. Son of man comes, he find faith. You must be found so doing. See, and the only way you're going to do that is to live by faith like we talk about our church the just shall some people probably saying it right now live by faith uh romans 117 right so so again the only way you're going to do this is to be transformed not conformed right transformed not conformed and 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 that's the important thing I, you know um, I'm going to let you read it for yourself, but just for the sake of time, I'm going to just give you the passage. So we read Matthew 24, and I thought it was so interesting. Well, let's go to Matthew 25. We're going to close out here, Matthew 25, and then, you know, uh, if you can uh, dial into the call-in number. Uh, I, I, I didn't do good today. I should have it right here. I can just tell you until we have it over the screen the next time, but it is on a uh, everybody that's been on Guy Talk or Girl Talk, it's the same number. Uh, uh, if you go to the bottom of the website, it's the, it's the number at the bottom of the website, it's the seven one two number. So I know <laughs> I'm not helping. I know, I know, I know. Work with, work with me. What did I say? Matthew 25. Let's let's close out. And I thought this was interesting because Matthew 24 is is the passage where there's wars and rumors of wars, like we've been going through. Matthew 24 and and um. You know, it talks about the coming woes and the sorrows. Uh, it talks about great tribulation, you know, and, and Daniel you talking about the, the abomination of tribulation. It talks about Christ's coming, right? It talks about the time, his time coming is unknown. We have read through that. It talks about, you know, the faithful and unfaithful servants. This is all Matthew 24, right? Right, then uh, verse 50 says, the Lord of that servants shall come in the day when he, look if not, we read this earlier for, uh, look, if not for him, and in the hour that he's not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. We just remember we read that, but look at the next verse. Now, you know, the Bible wasn't originally written in chapter and verse. So the, and Jesus is talking and it continues. He said, then, so he said, then, right after he said, there's a weeping and gnashing of the teeth. So he's saying, after, remember all these different little things he's talking about is going to take place in the end times and do, during these times. So, this parable of the 10 versions, he said, then, he said, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened into 10 virgins. Look, people read this whole 10 versions as if, like, it's pre all that stuff. But he said, then, I almost broke the glass with the glasses. What, what are you doing? Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, started to light them up. It says, and the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go after rather uh, them that sell them for your own selves. We know the story. Basically, they left out when they came back. (laughs) The bridegroom. Christ came, they gone, then they tried to get in. Nah, hey, hey, let us in. He says, I don't know you. See, see, they wasn't found so doing. They wasn't found faithful, right? They took some things for granted. I think this is a time, right, um, and we're walking through this season, we're being given an opportunity to fill up our lamps with oil. Now, you know what the oil represents, right? I know somebody out there said it. That's the anointing, man. That's the, that, uh, hey, that's the spirit filling us up. We're getting an opportunity to to, to to look, look. Imagine he comes and you're not filled with the spirit. You won't even pick up. You, listen. You 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 won't be ready. See, a line is being drawn in the sand right now. What side are you going to be on? A line is being drawn in the sand. And 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 and, and you know, scripture talks about uh, this is a culture where. Uh, moving towards the Antichrist. But it also says, it was 1 John 2, that there's Antichrist in this world now. Antichrist, anti-creation. See, anything, it says uh, they don't acknowledge God and in, in, in Christ. I'm not saying that they don't, they don't acknowledge a God. I'm talking about the God. Just because somebody say God, that don't mean they're talking about God Almighty, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Just because they use the word blessed, that ain't, don't mean they're talking about the same thing you talking about. Every time you hear a little a uh, religious, that's not. I had a little little, little edge there. There's, every time we hear a little religious phrase, we almost got, "Yeah, yeah, they they're on the team." No, because you want them to be on the team because it may justify justify compromise. No, no, God's drawing a line in the sand, and it's not a punishment. He's drawing a line in the sand. Remember, uh, Moses came down from the mountain and Kor and and all of them. They were tripping. Uh, They built golden calves because they couldn't wait on Moses. And he got upset. He said, hey, 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 okay, okay. Let's just, you know, uh, the the wisdom I'm getting right now is those that are with God come on this side. Look, he could have said, God, they all acting like a fool, open the ground up. No, no, no. They still was being given a shot to choose what side of the line they wanted to be on. Even though they were doing crazy. I, I think God's doing the same thing now. Hey, okay, okay. You know, because y'all, y'all ain't going to be happy until I just burn everything up right away. But tell you what, okay, I understand sometimes you get cloudy. you, you your butt flesh. You know, You know, I've had this conversation with some of, my, some of my people, Abraham and them. So tell you what, those that are with me, come back over to the sideline. Come on, just, just, just hurry up. Hurry up If I change my mind. But I can see some people still having hard hearts to staying on that side of the line. And when the earth open up and the fire start burning, don't, don't be feeling sad for people because everybody got choice. Right? And don't be like, hey, 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 everybody ain't tripping right now. Some people don't know. But, hey, we're going over signs of the time so we recognize the signs and we actually make the adjustments and the corrections to make sure we don't deal with the wrath. So we may feel the pain of the correction. It costs to change, man. It costs. It's excruciating. Man, I mean, it took this time off. My whole uh, workout flow unchanged. change. So, so today I decided to, to re-up and get back to push-ups and stuff like that. And I think tomorrow I'm going to start running hills. Man, I was like, what's wrong with me? I was lifting every weight in the gym. I could barely do the push-ups, man. <laughs> right? It says it costs to, to change. It does cost, but it's worth it. All right, so let's let's in there, um, and then we'll get into you know some of the antichrist stuff and seeing beyond these times. When I say seeing beyond these times, next week we'll get into uh, we'll we'll go behind the veil and look at some of the process of what's going to go on, you know, when when the seals are broken and the, and the, and vials are poured out and the different progressions of. Uh, behavior modification because people will still have an opportunity. Now they, they will be going through some excruciating pain while we view on 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 the spiritual uh big screen TV because Dead in Christ should rise first. All right, so let's let's uh let's uh if 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 some of you are watching and you didn't call in you can call into the conference line. Hopefully you had time to look at it. Jump in those that are already calling in I'd uh, like to hear from you, hear what thoughts you may have, what questions you may have. Um, anything that stood out for you tonight? Um, anybody have a thought that are, that's calling in right now? Yeah, Marcus has you turned up, so you can jump in at any time. Anybody have a thought? Are y'all gonna have me out here just
1: i have to stop Pastor the key.
0: Go ahead. Um, Who's that? Z?
1: The last past yeah, that's me. All right, go ahead. The the I, I, I like the message and um I I what stood out for me is God is trying to facilitate change and this is the time that we need to change and really get in this word at a whole different level. And it's amazing how when you start reading passage 25, even before you said it, I understood it better when you were talking about the oil in the vessel. And I was like, that's the anointing. But right. I, I'm saying, had I not been studying out um, Psalm 27 and trying to get that, because I'm doing where I'm learning scriptures, I want to be able to, um, you know, just, just really know what they mean and um, what I need to call on them, but I would, if I had not been setting that out, I wouldn't understand this. Immediately, it was like, oh my God, that's the anointing. thing. That is not even about the lamp and the oil. Yes, it is, but it's really a deeper level. So I um, appreciate you pointing that out and just the whole message about you know facilitating change because... You know, it, it's really a test of really where
0: your faith is during this time. So that's, that's really great. That's good. Thanks, Z. I appreciate you chiming in and sharing that. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, Psalm 27. That's another one of my favorite chapters. That's good. It, any other thoughts from anybody else or questions? I'm sorry, Psalm 23. That was Psalm 23. Psalm 23.
1: I'll cut run it over. Psalm,
0: yes. you yes. my head with oil. I got you. Right.
1: Yes.
0: Anybody Damn. else?
1: But yes, yeah, this was a, a really good message, and you know, I guess what kept ringing in uh, excuse my.
0: Excuse me, uh, caller. Uh, who do we have here? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll just play with you. Go ahead, go ahead, Pastor.
1: The love of their life. Their <laughs> <Fair laughs> life. <laughs> Listen, this is really powerful, and it really made me think about uh, just what was ringing in my ear Do your message is we gotta be so ready, be also ready. Forever and what came to me, as you we were talking, is the scripture found in Matthew uh, 25, starting at verse 31. And it was saying that uh, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall he gather, or shall be gathered, all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left hand. Mm. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you from the foundation of the world. And so I thought about that, and there's going to be a separation between the goats and the sheep. And the scripture says, "My sheep know my voice." Mm. And so it made me really think about, like, we are. Look, he's the good shepherd. He's the, the greatest shepherd, you know. Um. And 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 so it just made me think about how, you know, uh, there are people that are have been straddling the fence, one foot in church, the other foot outside the church. My thought is, what if when you got your foot outside the church is when he comes back mm. you to be ready? And mm. so this to me was a, was an alarm sounding from heaven telling us to wake up, to wake up, because our redemption, our redemption draws nigh. And so we, we've got to position ourselves and we have gotta ask
0: ourselves: Are we the goats or the sheep? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Wow, that tie right in. You you were sharing that earlier today. That was we right in. Thank you, sweetheart. That's powerful. Yes, I, and you're I, I actually put that in my notes. All right. Lord God. In, yes. Any other thoughts? Somebody else have a thought? Take your phone off mute and chime in. Okay, we have no other thoughts. We're going to do our offering and then we're going to get rolling. If you do have a thought, just jump in. With, you know, while people are preparing the offering, be more than happy to hear from you. Those are some pretty good insights that we heard so far. And again, I, you know, this message might have a little conviction attached to it, or even a lot, just depending on the situation, but it's not a condemning message. Uh, we're not condemned. I mean, if you look at all the different levels of things um, people have processed through, and God uh, again, in his long-suffering, has given us an opportunity to step back over on the other side of the line and stay there, <laughs> right? All right, so we'll do our offering. If you're so led, you can give online at um, uh, www.airscc. Dot, dot org um, wwwsscc.org uh, uh, hit the given tab and you could do uh, its PayPal or cash app and some people are may not be comfortable with that at the bottom of the website it does have our mailing addresses um, either uh, here at the church or, or uh, in our post office box. I give you guys a few minutes to do that. While you're doing that, just want to remind everybody on our conference line, we do have Girl Talk tomorrow. Uh, That's an opportunity for for women around the nation to get together on a a conference line and talk about women things uh, as it relates to the word, but it's a powerful time, some powerful leaders, um, not just here at the church, but from around the country. Um, That's seven o'clock tomorrow. We also have a, a, a Zoom call with the youth here at the church. So uh, those that are, are, are connected to the Air Force Youth Ministry, uh, we'll be talking to you guys tomorrow via Zoom. If if you haven't got a, a message already, you can call us here at the church, or you can you know you can call one of the youth leaders, or call me or Pastor Mel, and we make sure we'll make sure you get that information. Okay, and so that's Zoom tomorrow for the youth. Uh, Switch things up a little bit. We've done we've been doing conference calls the last two weeks, but uh, we want to see everybody face to face. And then uh, Saturday, guy talk again. Guy talk is the men getting together around the nation and just um, breaking bread, sharing some things, sharpening one another. Um, We've had we've always had some good times with some different people. it's so a good group of men, good, good good family group So our Iron Sharp uh, Ministry uh, Guide Talk That's Saturday at 10 a.m. And I know it's uh, Resurrection Sunday's coming up It's a little interesting that we're doing a stay-at-home uh, So I guess you could dress up at home And and then watch the live broadcast, you know So um, I, I we really was uh, thinking about... if you know, I know people are used to a sunrise service if we was going to do a live feed early in the morning at uh, 6 or 6.30 and then come back at 10.30. Um, right now, we we were kind of leaning on maybe not, but we're open to. We're still uh, just trying to hear from God where, where that's concerned. If somebody has a desire, uh, just uh, please shoot us a text. Uh just give us a call. Let us know, and, and we'll make that happen, and we'll figure out a way to, you know, because we normally do our in our, our morning service have has have, have a little exhortation from you know some other different leaders, but we'll figure out a way to make that happen. Maybe through our conference line. So just let us know uh, if you have a desire for that. Uh, you will see the uh, um on the. Uh, the marketing advertisement for Resurrection Sunday, you'll see uh, once we decide to make that decision. You know, we're just, you know, it's just transitioning. so, um, you know, just trying to get everything together for you guys, trying to serve you guys right. And so I know we normally are a lot further ahead on some things. So uh, thank you guys for your patience as we adjust things. Sunday we should be, uh, our plan is to uh, simulcast. Not just YouTube Live, but but Facebook Live, because some people are just used to Facebook Live. So uh, we're actually just uh, adjusting things, get trying to get things together. That is our desire. Uh, if we don't have it done by Sunday, we'll have it done by Wednesday. But I'm believing Sunday will be simulcasting through YouTube and Facebook. Okay, everybody had opportunity to give. They want to give. Uh, Father God, we just thank and praise you for the gifts, the giving. The seed sown, the heart seed sown, uh, we believe for our, uh, abundant harvest for all the seed sown. Thank you, Lord, for the time and attention. Um, thank you for your insight, your revelation that you're pouring into all of us. As we recognize signs of the time, adjust ourselves uh, to make sure we are watching and praying and being in position and being found faithful. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. So. What I want to tell you is tell somebody to be found faithful and you may be dismissed.